the Senior Golfer Advisor, dedicated to helping you, the senior golfer, drive it longer, play better, get healthier, and enjoy the game. I'm your host, Dean Davison. Let's get started. Hello, Senior Golfer. This is episode 14 of our two-part series with Eric Cagorno, and both of these episodes were put out there in the spirit of continuous improvement over the winter and fall. You're likely listening to this in the fall of 2019, winter 2019. And so this is an ideal time to start to look at making some changes in your golf swing. If you're looking to improve your distance in 2020 and beyond, this is a great time to look at some changes. Some of these can be minor adjustments that we make, as was discussed in episode 13, to some other changes that might take a little more practice to be able to implement. So Eric Gorno has got a model swing for senior golfers. This is a continuation of that. This is part two of that interview. So if you haven't yet listened to episode 13, I'd highly recommend you go back to that because that'll give you the context. And this is where Eric gives you some very simple adjustments that you can make in your setup that'll help you with your distance. And he also gives you some, uh, some changes that you can make in your takeaway and your backswing that'll take a little more practice but will significantly help you in making a bigger turn, uh, making a wider swing arc, and ultimately that will lead to much greater distance and rotation uh, in your swing. Now, here in episode part two, we'll pick that up again, and Eric will be talking about the changes that you need to make in his model swing for senior golfers that will enable you in your downswing to have better ball contact and better speed through the ball. So very, very important again for distance and accuracy and contact uh, in your in your swing improvement. So we'll pick it up here talking about swing direction. Well, back to seniors, which um, you know we'd like to be world class in our local uh, you know local club tournament <laughs> at best. But it uh, but and I think I saw this in one of your videos where you were literally saying that most seniors. Uh, in fact, probably all seniors can't really do a good body rotation, something like a Dustin Johnson does, to be able to keep that club face from closing too much, uh, and 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 kind of swinging that club more on an inside arc. So mm. one of the things I've seen you recommend is the swing direction, swing direction changes, and talk a little bit about that because uh, I think that plays in very importantly to good contact. So the premise is that uh, senior golfer, let's say you don't have good rotational ability. In, in Utopia, a senior golfer would rotate really well, both on the backswing and the downswing, and everything would be great and sun's out and whatever. Now, that's not reality. The reality is usually you can kind of pick one side. Like usually if you can't rotate well, you either can learn to rotate really good on the backswing or the downswing. Now, why is that important? I'm saying you should learn to rotate during the backswing and give up the rotation during the downswing follow through mm. specifically because if you don't get the backswing rotation, you can't do those four things we talked about earlier, which lead to angle of attack, which mm -hmm. is a lot easier to do than speed, right? Mm -hmm. So now if you do the backswing turn, you get the depth, you have all these things that are really cool, club face, risk condition, et cetera, but now you don't get the follow through turn. How do you, how do you match that up? How is that functional? Yes. Well, Right. So, so really the only functional thing from there is to do this, uh, what, what we would call an early extension pattern. Hmm. Um, 
and and sort of shifting your swing direction more to the right of the target, swinging more inside out, having the club exit more vertical, being okay with a little bit of sort of like a what we would call like a a flip hook, uh, sort of a flip hook pattern where your swing direction is more to the right. You're going to allow for some more face rotation, which is fine. And then you play this sort of push draw hook pattern. And so you, you need to match those pieces up to be able to do that. The less you're able to rotate your body towards the target during the downswing, the more your club path or swing direction will go to the right. And again, the reason, the reason that we're not going to be able to rotate as much through the, through the follow through is because we've made that adjustment. It's set up to enable us yes. to make a bigger backswing. And I think you were talking about, uh, you know, presetting those hips a little bit open. It's sort of a closed stance, but your trail hip is starting to turn a little bit before you even swing. And you're really yep. going for that deep, uh, deep hands, meaning, just clarify again for the audience, deep hands means? Uh, more around you, so the butt of the club traveling more in right. um, versus up. Right. So you can start to envision that that's going to make it more difficult to have one of those really uh, I guess like tour quality follow throughs where your where your uh, where your body buckle buckle is not just facing the target it might be facing a little bit left of the target it's it's been able to been able to turn and rotate that much we're sacrificing that as seniors with this setup but that's okay yeah. because we're making adjustments with the swing path a little bit and this early extension which I want to talk about briefly so is that a good um, sort of summary of where we're at. That's exactly right. You have three options. Rotate on both sides. That's the best option. Yep. Option two is rotate more on the backswing, not on the follow through. That's the second best option. Yep. Option three is don't rotate during the backswing, rotate in the follow through. That is the worst of the three options. Got it. Got it. Now, uh, you talked about early extension. And this was one of the terms that, uh, because I've, I've had some coaches who've, who've recognized that my swing pattern is early extension. And just for the, uh, for the, uh, the seniors out there, what does early extension exactly mean? So during your downswing, every golfer uh, has extension. Extension would be if you stood up, um, let's say you got in your golf posture, mm -hmm. and you made your hips move in towards the ball and made your chest move farther away from the ground. So you basically stood up, right? Right. Hips went forward, chest went back. Okay. That's what that's what we would call extension. Yes. Now. Everyone does that at some point during the downswing. Early extension is quite literally how it sounds. You did it early, right? Yeah. So what really good golfers do, like let's say like um, who do have good rotation, what they do is more or less they rotate first, extend second. And that's not literally true, but it's a good little visual. They rotate first, they extend second, or just they extend later. They extend towards the target. Yes. If you have early extension, really what that means is you don't have enough rotation. If you imagine there's a pie and uh, you sort of cut in half, a, a quote-unquote good swing would have 50% rotation, 50% extension. Someone who has early extension has 100% extension, 0% rotation or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. So during the downswing, it looks like you lose your posture. It looks like you stand up because you do, um, but really you're just lacking you're just lacking rotation. So are you advocating for some early extension or saying that that's just the natural outcome that's okay? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Early extension, um, it was our best selling, fixing early extension was our best selling product of 2019. <laughs> so, by no means do I think everyone should do it. Like, I think I've had early extension issues and I fix it and hit it better. Yeah. But I'm able to rotate on both sides. Yes, yes. Right. So, where early extension, I would say, is okay, right? As evidenced by Jack Nicholas, early extended, the mm -hmm. greatest golfer of all time, side note. 
um, early extension is okay within the pattern we're talking about because it matches up. So that right? was when when I said I saw something on that, that YouTube video, that was one of the things that I saw and heard that the fact that early extension was okay because it it did a number of things to help the senior golfer in their follow through and to maintain clubhead speed, but for those that can rotate really well, early extension is not a good thing. And I was always kind of forced and beaten over the head to get rid of it. I, I really struggled with getting rid of it. In fact, to this day, I still have it. But now I'm hearing that that might be a good thing if you're doing some, some of the right things in terms of setup as well as in terms of swing path. Correct. And, and, and it's not a perfect solution, but I think for the golfer who's like, it's all relative, right? So like if, if let's say a golfer normally a senior golfer that shoots around a hundred, maybe they hit it 200 yards. They shoot, they shoot 95 to hundred. Let's say we put in this pattern and you have some early extension in there and you hit it 220 yards instead of 200. And now you shoot 85 to 90 instead of 95 to hundred. That would be a win, right? That yep. would be a nice adjustment. Yep. Yep. Now they're still shooting 85 to 90, not 65, right? right. So they're still hitting some pushes. Yeah. They're still hitting some hooks. They missed some kinds. So it's not perfection, no. but it's progress. It is progress. Good. So that concludes our discussion with Eric Cagorno on his model swing for golf seniors and some of the changes you can make to increase your distance, both in your setup and your downswing, backswing and downswing. As we mentioned in episode 13, uh, we have a special offer that Eric has generously provided for the listeners here, and this will give you a 16-video series on how to implement all of the changes that we've talked about so far in detail with very uh, uh, specific uh, videos and positions and drills and things you can do so you can start to implement this on your own. But to get access to that, you need to go to the SeniorGolferAdvisor.com. Uh, click on the podcast episode tab, and then you'll see there a read more in red letters. Click on read more. That takes you to all of the details about this episode, including on the right-hand column, a button there that gives you access to the special offer. It's 50% off on the Masterclass Series for the Senior, senior Golf Swing. 50% off is a significant offer. It brings it down to about 22 bucks and change. And I think you'll want to take advantage of that if you get a chance. And um, all you got to do is just give me your contact information and you'll get the, uh, the link and the code to be able to go to that special offer. So good luck with that. And now what we're going to do is we're going to uh, move into the short game. It's great to have a good, good drive down the fairway looking at a shot, oh, let's say 100 yards, 50 yards in. But so many times we as seniors we'll flub that shot because we just can't control the distances. We'll hit it short, we'll hit it long, we might scull it, we might do various things with our contact, and it can be so darn frustrating to have that beautiful drive or that beautiful second shot into a par five, looking at a chance for birdie or par, and then finding ourselves with four or five strokes before we can finally finish because our short game just is not dialed in. So we pick it up with a discussion on how you can improve your distance control with your short iron swings anywhere from 100 yards in. One other quick thing I wanted to get into, because of distance issues, we, we said that that was the number one thing they come to you for. And um, you know, a lot, a lot of senior golfers are just not 
they're just not hitting the par fours and two. Mm. They rare uh, they can't hit the par fives, but oftentimes bad shots miss those two. So they're needing to be able to scramble, and scramble means you know getting those those uh, let's say fifty yards, thirty yards in shots more frequently on the green where they can two putt, but ideally even one putt. What are some things? Maybe a couple of things you could share with uh, the senior golfer today, the ones that are struggling that way with their short game, that can help them uh, as they as they you know as they start to improve and start to lower their scores uh, through their short game. Yeah, so there's two main issues people run into from that 30, 50, 80 yard zone. Number one being solid contact, and then number two being distance control. Right. And so actually as part of that senior masterclass, we, we have some wedge, if you saw, but we have some wedge videos um, within there because of what you just said, right? Of Hey, you need to get good at your wedges from 30 to about a hundred yards because you're going to have these shots. So um, you should train it in. Now we also on YouTube did a bunch of videos on wedges, which have a program for it. We did videos. And the reason we did that is because when I used to play tournament golf um, and I you know, played fairly well at points in times, my wedges were very hit and miss. Some days I'd, I'd uh, you know, I, w- I was what I would call a field player, mm-hmm. right? Which everyone says, whatever that means. And right. so I'd go on the course and I'd feel like I hit a 50 yard shot perfect. And sometimes it went 40 and sometimes it went 60. And I didn't, couldn't really tell day to day why that happened. And so I stumbled on a putting in a swing length system. And putting in a swing length system is overwhelmingly the best thing someone could do beyond solid contact. Mm-hmm. Now, what someone needs to do to improve their solid contact for most golfers is like their feet need to get dramatically closer together. They need to get much narrow closer the to the stance, ball, narrow the stance, narrow the stance. They need to get a lot closer to the ball than they think. Yeah. They should be gripped down on the club quite a bit. Swing plane becomes important with the wedges because the swing shorter and you don't have time to make up for a bad swing plane. So getting the swing plane correct um, is then important. And then you have to still rotate on the way through. Like when you finish your chest should be pointed at the target. So, those are some of the baseline things and you have minutiae of risk conditions, but putting in a swing length system, if I said to you, Dean, what do you hit 50 yards? What would your answer be? What club do I hit 50 yards or what swing length do I hit 50? Both. Well, club 50 yards, I would typically do uh, either a 56 degree wedge. I might even do a 52 degree wedge, a gap wedge. And, uh, Lengthwise, uh, for the 52 is about what I call nine to three. So I take it about halfway back with a slight little wrist hinge and then halfway through. So in other words, halfway club, club to parallel, halfway club to parallel through. And that would be my 52. My 56, I'm going to go more up towards probably just below the armpit. And, now, and I'm going to swing a little easier. And so that's perfect. What I would call that is a system. Yeah. Right. So you're not making a guess. You're not, you're not, you're not saying it's 70. I'm going to feel a 70 yard shot. You, you said nine to three, right? That's a specific swing length system yeah. that you take in. Yeah. Face and of the clock. Face of the clock is what I'm using. There. Exactly. Whatever you want to do. I, I do body parts, but you can do clock system. You can mm-hmm. do whatever. It doesn't matter. Just that you're not guessing. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be playing a 60 yard shot by feel. For me, 60 yards is just above hip, just above hip. Right. Now, for me and the people that I work with, typically I would coach them in using one club, one speed. But I have good friends and good coaches who are great coaches and great wedge players who do multiple clubs, multiple speeds, and they're excellent at it. So it doesn't much matter to me what you do. It's just that you have a system in place. Mm-hmm. So experiment with that. Well, we could we could have a whole show on the short game. Uh, like you say, the, right. the Masters uh, series for senior golfers 
has a, a section or a video section on that. So uh, again, though, for those of you that want want to take advantage of that special offer, that would be a one way to get into it and get into it a lot deeper. But thank you for those those quick tips. What I'd like to do from here, Eric, is uh, move into what I call the quick take questions. And uh, they're not necessarily one or two word answers, but they're designed to be fairly short answers. But what it does is it gives the listeners a chance to get to know you a little better, get to know your thinking and philosophy a little bit better. And so uh, with that, I'll take a look at a few of these that I planned in advance and um, give it your best shot. First thing that comes to mind. So what inspired you to get into golf instruction? Money. <laughs> the truth telling. All right. <laughs> but to get money, you got to have something else. So like, I mean, if I'm being honest about it, it's, there was a moment where I was picking balls in the range. I was making uh, $7 an hour picking balls. I found out the guy coaching was making $50 an hour for half hour. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to get a real job. And that's, that's really how it started. I'd like to give you something like, I love it, but it was really money related. So let's talk about uh, what are you most proud of then as a golf instructor? What what enables you to be, in your mind, a good instructor? I'm most proud of the transformation relative to where I started to where I am now and that I didn't quit along the way. Hmm. And what was the biggest change you had to make from where you were to where you are today? Uh, I think improvement of all facets, um, really studying the golf swing and how to help other people. I mean, I have some like minor examples of things I'm, I'm proud of, of how players that I've worked with have done and the growth of individuals beyond just the game of golf that I that I was able to coach with. But I think really for me of the continual progress, you know, continuing to push forward, grow, expand, improve. Any one person along the way, Eric, that uh, really was a strong influence in your teaching approach? Uh, Paul Viola, a guy that I work with at Bethlehem, who's still one of my close friends to this day, coached a lot of really good players in our area, and I spent a lot of time with him. And also Dom DeJulia, who's out of New Hope, Pennsylvania, hmm. um, was was really instrumental. So some local guys that you had a chance to work with, sounds like. Yeah, I, I learned more by, I physically would go shadow people and coach them. Yeah. Uh, or not coach them, but watch them. And I, I, I mean, I've read all the books, watched all the videos, but go and actually watch them for a day, the different level of experience. Yeah. What was one thing you picked out from either one of those that to this day is something that you, that you, that you do and perhaps even perfected further? Uh, the, the biggest thing I, I got from Paul was the importance of making an immediate improvement to the golfer in front of you. Meaning mm. if you get them to hit the ball better within the first couple of balls, you have them hooked. Mm. Um, the biggest thing with Dom DeJulia was the organization of the order in which he did his coaching. What went first, what went second, what went third. Mm. Hmm. Both a process and an outcome there. Yeah. To Julia, more the process, Paul, a, a great outcome. Yeah. And, and, and a quick one. Yep. Yep. And a quick one, something immediate. So if there's one thing you could tell our senior golfers, us senior golfers, that would inspire them to go the distance and, and, and believe that they can get better, what would that be? I've never met a senior golfer who I didn't think could get better. I think there's oftentimes a lot of more improvement than we think. That's golf and life in general. I think we could all do a lot more than what we give ourselves credit for. Mm -hmm. I think you cannot judge your current um, performance based on your past results because what you did in the past could just be incorrect. There could be little things that could make a tremendous improvement immediately in your golf game that you simply haven't done because you're unaware of them. And so I think if you identify the correct priorities, work on it, um, you can make massive improvements, both in the short and long term. Yeah. So just believe that you can do it. Now, how much of that is physical, mental, or just skill? I think the mental gets your foot in the door. The physical keeps your foot in the door. 
And then the skill over time gets you into an even new door. Hmm. That's a great way to put it. I like it. As you look out over the next five years, golf has uh, you know been under scrutiny in terms of is it growing, is it not growing? What's got you really excited uh, about the next five years for you personally, but for also golf? I think for me personally is the uh, scalability and how much we can grow and how many people I can reach and touch via the technology changes, mm. social media, YouTube, et cetera. Um, the amount of people I can work with in a year in person is, you know, one, two, 300 people potentially yeah. online. It could be hundreds of thousands, which, so that that's exciting. Bigger reach. I think in terms of the game in general, with the technology we have and as things evolve, the ability to identify swing issues, understand how to coach them, get to the root problems quicker. Um, and we've seen some of this can lead to better golf. Um, I think we're still far away away from all of the coaches being on a level where they can effectively help the person in front of them. But getting past the point where there's lessons being given with just straight up incorrect information and um, making sure golfers like things like YouTube, you can watch 600 videos of mine for free and pay zero and learn almost anything you need to know in terms of how to swing the club. So that's moving more in that direction. And um, I think is exciting as a whole. Yeah. And confusing because everybody's got a little different <laughs> philosophy. That's, I think that's, that's the, the other recognition. The more you watch, the more you get confused. You can't. Um, but yes. tremendous amount of access of content out there. Um, golf book. Uh, what's the best golf book you've ever read and why? That's a good, that, that's a good question. Some of the best mechanical books I've read, uh, Michael Hebron. I produced some swings early on about letting the inside swing the outside, I believe is what that book was titled. James Siegman um, has a few short game books that are probably the best I've ever read on short game. In terms of full swing mechanics, not a ton of like things that come to mind. Stack and Tilt, when those books first came out, um, if you look at it with an open mind frame, had a lot of really good information in it. Yeah. Um, and then I think there's a ton of different um, books like Gio Valiente and some of the mental approach um, of, of books that have come out. Lowest score wins, um, was, was a really good statistical book and how to approach the golf game as a whole. That was Eric Barzeski. I think they're in Erie, Pennsylvania. What's the name? What's um, the last name again, Eric? I think it's Barzeski. Wow. Eric Barzeski. Yeah. They're called lowest score wins. Yeah. I'll look that up. They're a little thing. Sure. Yeah. It's a good audience. One. Final question. Ideal. Let's see. You could pick three players and, uh, they don't have to be alive. They could be from the past and no longer with us. Uh, but pick three players that would make up your ideal foursome along with yourself. Who hmm. would they be and why? Uh, I would pick my dad. My dad passed away about a decade ago, so I'd love to play another round of golf with him. Yeah, sure. Uh, number two would be Tiger Woods um, because he was my idol growing up in, in basically all facets. And I think number three of all-time golfers – would be maybe Ben Hogan just because the mystery behind him is intriguing. And I'd like to see what he would be like for a couple hours. <laughs> oh, that, that, it would be fascinating. So many Ben Hogan stories yeah. out there. Well, that, that would be, right. that would be a, a world-class, uh, world-class threesome along with, uh, along with your dad being able to enjoy the ride as well. What, did you, right. what did you learn from your dad about golf? Yeah, I think, I think when I was younger and my dad used to play, I, I wanted to, they would always play on Saturdays and Sundays and I just wanted to spend time with my dad, you know, ended up going to play golf with them. I learned a lot more from, from him, 
you know, I learned a lot from him really growing up in general, but I learned a lot more looking back now, like of, uh, of some of the little stuff that they did when they would go play and how they approached the game and, and, and that stuff I learned, I mean, more what I learned that had an impact on me is how he treated people, mm. how that group of friends was, what mm. they did on and off the course, mm. I think had a, had a bigger influence. Life lessons there, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 It's funny how in retrospect, as we get older and more mature, we can look back and see things that we didn't see then, but are amazing now and have stuck with us, even if we didn't realize it. That's so true. Absolutely. Well, Eric, uh, that, that pretty much ends the show today. Um, really appreciate your time. Absolutely. My pleasure. So before we move to the listener spotlight, I just want to remind you again, the special offer, the Golf Swing for Senior Master Class that Eric is offering to all the listeners, 50% off, brings it down to, uh, like I say, roughly about $22 and change. And there's a great opportunity for you to see all of the, uh, the swing, cha- uh, the swing uh, movements in the model swing for go- uh, senior golfers in detail with short videos. They take anywhere from uh, four minutes to up uh, some as long as 10 minutes. But he goes into great detail on all the elements of the backswing, the setup, the takeaway, the downswing, the finish, etc. that you can start to work on here over the uh, fall and winter. Uh, of course, there's also a section here on the short game, uh, dialing in your wedges, so you'll see that as well. And some things on angle of attack and uh, being able to uh, make a bigger rotation, and uh, ultimately how you can drive that ball as far as you possibly can with your driver. So all of that's available in the Golf Swing for Senior Master Class. I've had a chance to look at all of those episodes. I think they're they're extremely well done, very easy to follow, with simple movements that Eric explains very clearly that you can start to work on. And he gives you an excellent uh, video in there on how to practice this, some drills and practice so that you can work on the range most efficiently and effectively in making these changes. So good luck with all of that. Take advantage of the offer. And uh, just remember, uh, you're going to spend 22 bucks probably in a sandwich and a couple beers after a round. So maybe just uh, save that one time, put it into an investment in your game. And I know that it'll make a difference in not just your distance, but also your ability to make better contact with all of your clubs, not just the driver. So you'll find that on the SeniorGolferAdvisor.com. Go to the podcast episode tab at the top of the right. Click on that. You'll go to the podcast episode 014 or 013. You can find it in either one. Uh, click on the read more in, in red letters. That'll take you to the detail page on the right-hand column down towards the bottom. You'll see the button uh, for the senior uh, master class. Click that on. Just give me your uh, contact information. I'll send you the discount code and you'll have the opportunity to not just invest in the senior master class, but take a look at all of those videos that he has in their video series. You'll get 50% off on any of those. I'd start first with the senior master class, but then you can look at others as you go. This week's listener spotlight is with Mike, a good friend of mine who lives in Seattle. Mike is 73 years old. Uh, he has a pretty good golf game. He uh, Club head speed is uh, roughly between 90, 95 miles an hour is what he sees on the track, man. He hits the ball a long ways. He's a 240, 250 yards uh, driver off the tee. Fairly accurate. He could always be more accurate, but uh, he's got plenty of distance. Uh, he, um, he plays to a handicap that fluctuates between a 10 and 11 USGA index. And as a result of that, what he's spending most of his time now in terms of trying to improve 
is a short game. So he spends most of his practice, almost all of his practice these days, in putting, doing all kinds of putting drills, typically uh, uh, really mastering those three to five foot putters, but lag putting as well. And uh, he works on his uh, short chipping and pitch shots. That to him is going to enable him to shoot his age, uh, which is still a, a major goal for him. So at 73, he's uh, he's got a really good shot at it. Um, Mike also is one of those that uh, we talk about, you know, different ways that, that as seniors we can enjoy the game. And, and what Mike does is he tries to put his personal energy into growing the game. And one of the ways he does that is he's a very active staff coach with the first tee. That's how I met Mike. In fact, uh, you might uh, recognize uh, Mike as uh, one of the guests and one of the experts that we talked to back, talked to back in episode three, or, which was about taking your leadership experience to help kids uh, grow the game. And, uh, and essentially do better in life. So Mike is a, a big proponent of the first tee. He uh, jumps into it full bore. Uh, he's not just a staff coach. He is a, he's a leader. Uh, he's a thought leader. He brings, uh, he brings ideas to the, uh, to the organization. Uh, he brings, he's brought a number of people to come in and speak uh, to the first tee and help all the coaches uh, improve their understanding of golf and be better coaches. And he's also an entrepreneur. One of the things he wants to do is he's, he's, he's writing a book. I can't share too much with you about it yet, but it, it has to do with the mental game. And that's a big uh, area of interest for Mike. He's constantly studying, you know, how to uh, use your brain and the power of the brain to improve your overall game and especially to uh, be able to recover from bad shots. And one of his big tips for all of us seniors out there is when you have a bad shot and you're trying to recover, first thing is just breathe in some awareness about what happened. And then breathe out intention about what you're going to do next. Keep it positive and uh, make it focus on what you want what you want, as opposed to what you don't want. Mike also believes that when you go to the practice tee, another big tip is don't just go out there to bang a bunch of balls. Go out there with the idea that you're going to experiment. You're going to learn something. You're going to try something new. And just experiment. Experiment with hitting uh, shots to the right, shots to the left. Uh, once you get a good feel for that, you'll have a better feel for hitting it down the middle. And it's golf is a game that anyone can play, and you can play it for a lifetime. So Mike brings that kind of enthusiasm every day when he's out there playing golf or interacting with his friends. Mike, all the best to you, and thanks for being part of the Listener Spotlight. If those of you listening would like to be part of the Listener, listener Spotlight, just go to the Contact Dean uh, page. Just uh, give me your uh, information. And uh, tell me your stories. Tell me a little bit of details about yourself. And if you're open to uh, me contacting you direct directly, uh, I'd be happy to do that. And we'd love to have you on the show and promote whatever you're doing. And uh, hopefully we all learn from that and we all can get better from that. So that concludes our show for this week. Always remember to enjoy the game and keep swinging. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.